Welcome back to another edition of the American Scouser podcast. It's Gordon, and with me tonight, I've got Tamuchin and Kazi. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, great. Great, man. All good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, as you know, the transfer market opened uh, domestically on May 16th, so just about five days ago, and uh, it's already extremely crazy in the, the media. Obviously, um, the Champions League final isn't big enough for people to talk about, so... They've got to mix in with, with all this crap going on elsewhere. Um, some big ones, the shockers, um, some some of the headlines that are obviously false, but, uh, you know, everyone's going to make their money. So uh, we'll start <laughs> off real quick. What, what do you guys – what's been the most shocking or the one that, that's uh, made you guys laugh the most so far that you've seen? Uh, makes me laugh. Uh... I seen that man I going to Real Madrid one pop back up. Um, that was quite funny again. Just <laughs> I, I just don't think I just don't know where they get, you know, all this kind of information from. I just think he's just put, you know, a group of football players in a pot and a group of football clubs and he just pull them out and just go oh, this week it's Sadio Mane and this week it's Real Madrid. <laughs> you know, it could have been Aston Villa, but he still would have wrote it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know, man, but that that one makes me laugh continuously. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, like you're saying, they're trying to fill airtime, click time, and, you know, you put something in there like, you know, uh, money is, you know, like Real Madrid or something like that, and, and you know, uh, we're probably suckers for it. You click on it, you're like, what are they talking about? Well, you already clicked and made him the money, so it doesn't matter what they're talking about at that point. They're probably talking about, like, nothing. You know, they dig up, yeah. a, and that's the thing, like, they kind of set the guys up. They're like, uh, what do you think about Mane? He's like, oh, he's a great player. And then two days later, they're like, he said he's a great player. So <laughs> they're interested well, in him and stuff well, like that. He, so it's even silly. Stevie Wonder can see that he's a great player, can't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking difficult, is it? You know what I mean? They always go like, oh, well, Liverpool, who you link with? Well, if Leo Messi comes up, mate, and he's the right price, I'm going to buy him. That's how it works. Everyone's got a price. It just all depends if it's the right price. You always go like, oh, you know, do you think you can sign him? Well, yeah, I'd love to sign Messi. Oh, that's right. It's a story saying, oh, I'd love to sign Messi then. Well, yes, of course you would. Lionel Messi. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> And I think we're like, it's a kind of like it's been a weird season where there are a lot of big dogs that yeah. need people. I yeah. mean, you rarely get that, you know, like, I mean, like Madrid has to kind of rebuild. And obviously they got money. Uh, Barcelona, we put to shame. So, you know, they have to bounce back and do something because two years in a row now, they kind of like had big flops out of the Champions League, which is kind of like unlike them. Um, yeah. I mean, you have teams like Chelsea, United and stuff like that looking up and saying, man, we got a lot of room to make up between, you know, like them and City and us. So... I think that's one. I mean, PSG is a completely different story. You know, they spend all the money in the world in their little league they got going there, but then they can't do anything in the Champions League. So I think there's so many teams out there that have the money, but I don't know if there are as many players out there to. So it's going to be interesting in terms of. I mean, I don't feel like we have huge needs like we did this time last year. Uh, but you look at all these teams with a ton of needs. And there's not that many people out there to fill these needs. So it's going to be interesting with who kind of grabs who they want and then who kind of like stands on the sideline and starts watching and say, and then, you know, I'm sure they're going to change their tune and be like, oh, we're going to go young and stuff like that because they couldn't get the names they really wanted. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's the most open year for years in the terms of building. Now you look at, as you said, Real Madrid, they've got to build. You know, there's a Dan Bale relationship. It's just not there. It's just non-existent as well. Um, Barcelona, you know, I think Suarez is 32 now, maybe 33. I think Messi's about 31. You know, PK is probably 33 probably now. Um, so they're all getting to that stage where their core of their players need to be replaced. Um, you look at Man United, it's probably the, it's the worst Man United side in 30, 40 years. Um, awful. Um, you look at the Chelsea side again with Hazard potentially want to move and then they've got problems. I think it's probably the most open year where people need to buy players. But the problem is there's probably only about 12, 13 players in the world that all these clubs are going to be going for, which makes it even more tougher, of course, to compete in that market. Yeah, that's my one of my favorite things about reading these articles. Is, oh, Liverpool linked with, as well as Tottenham, Manchester United, Man City, 
Real Madrid. Yeah, it's like everyone in the world wants him. But yeah, I, I totally agree. There's probably about <clears throat> ten to fifteen players that that pretty much everybody are looking at. And and as yeah. you also pointed out, that it's pretty much what the price is going to come down to. I even saw the with going back to Bale that uh, the Wolves were looking to sign him. Which I mean, <laughs> it's it's as funny as that is. You know, like he, he obviously he's gone. It's not he's not yeah. going to stay at Real. And I think the Wolves, given the place that they finished and seeing how poorly that, that the traditional top six finished this year, uh, I mean, they could really be looking to, to break into that top six and, and give it another go. I mean, they were, I think they overachieved this year a little bit, and I think we'll probably see the same thing happen to them as happened to Burnley this year, where For the why. Yeah, yeah, just too many competitions, the squad's not deep enough. But uh, yeah, that was one that really made me laugh because I think that when you add another competition, especially Europa League, where you're traveling to Siberia and playing inside of a gulag um, for three or four weeks out of the year, you need a deep squad. You buy, you buy Bale. That's there goes your money. You've got nobody else to buy. I think um, I don't even know if Bale knows who they are. To be honest. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about a player who's just won is it three European Cups in four years and you know I, I for Bale for me if it actually a, a realistic transfer needs to be realistic it's the PSG transfer makes more sense because of the Mbappe to Real Madrid situation um, with Mbappe coming out this week saying you know he's insisted you know he doesn't want to basically stay there all his life and things and with Mbappe being a Real Madrid fan it screams like a perfect scenario. That Bale goes there, they still get their marquee player with Neymar, um, and Mbappe goes the other way. I'm not saying in a straight swap deal, but they could probably work something out where you know this could help benefit both of them. Um, especially the Bale situation and the James Rodriguez situation, because um, he's been on loan to Bayern Munich, of course, for two years. The reason why they loaned him to Bayern Munich because he didn't like Zidane. Zidane left. Because they were like, well, Zidane's not going to be here in two years, Hamez. You just go out there, come back, and you can still, you know, when he's come back. But now, of course, Zidane's come back. And he is notorious for not liking Zidane. So there's another one on the market that they kind of got to get rid of as well. I mean, it's a great season to be a free agent, though, isn't it? I mean, you get your choice, man. And people are going to be fighting for you. Or, I mean, any of these selling clubs, you know. Yeah. It's just a great one because, like, you know, Gordon is saying, you look at every player and, you know, top five teams are interested in him. Because, I mean, obviously, if you're a good player, everybody's interested in you. But now it's almost like let them battle it out. There's going to be some ridiculously overpriced sales happening. People spending, like, overspending for, you know, specific specific players. Yeah, I I think that... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I look at the Kudabali at Napoli, who's probably one of the most sought after centre halves in the world. Now, if you're Man United, you put a £70 million bid in, you're just going to call up Barcelona and go, Are you interested? You're going to call Real Madrid and go, Are you interested? Because you may as well, because everyone is all in the shop of these kind of same players. I feel it's actually probably the best time to be a Liverpool fan that most of our squad's sewn up. It's very rare we have to improve. It's probably the, one of the first times that we're not playing catch-up. So that's the, all, the, all the rest of the teams are playing catch-up to Liverpool, which is a great place to be, to be honest. Yeah, and we can really sit and, and wait for players to come to us and honestly just make some bench players, like, the, you know, the Robertson. I mean, for that to come off, I, I, I like the guy, but when you pick somebody off of a team that gets relegated, you're not really expecting too much. So that was just ended up being a masterclass move. I think... We, We'll probably see a saloon door at at uh, after closing time for Liverpool. I think more players are going to get shipped out, and we're only going to bring one or two, maybe role players. I mean, I even saw that the uh, uh, Max Cruz from Wender Bremen, the 31-year-old free agent, might be coming in as a replacement for Sturridge. I mean, situational Sturridge is, is still one of our highest earners, and he barely plays. I think bringing somebody in as a free agent and paying him you know, a small amount is it's going to be more, more or less filling backup roles than anything this year. Yeah, it's. I think Jurgen has a kind of a funny summer. To be honest, he has a, he has a summer where you're potential European champions. Um, 
Sturridge has to, Sturridge is going to go. Moreno's going to go. Maybe Mignolet is probably going to go. Um, he has he has a decision to make whether to back, as you just said, to bring in like a 30, 31 year old as a backup, or does he put his eggs on the Rian Brewster, Harry Wilson kind of basket? Um, now the reason why it's really a funny summer is is because if he doesn't back Harry Wilson, and Harry Wilson goes to another club, what does that say to the other young players in the squad? Does that say, for example, you know, you you'd also look at Ryan Kent. He's done really well at Rangers this year. Well, you've asked him to go out on loan and do well. He's done well. So does he get a chance? Marco Grewich, you know, he's, he's supposedly been doing really well where he's at. Um, I think he's there to Berlin. Yep. Um, you know, you have to make a decision on these lads. You can't ask him to go out on loan and come back, perform, and say, well, I've done my job. Harry Wilson's got, I think he's got Young Player of the Year in the Championship. He's got 20 goals, I believe, or something along them lines. You know, Grewich has been doing really well. Ryan Kent's been excellent at... So they're going to come back knocking on the door. And then it also says, well, if you sell these three players, say, you know, a big de- big deal comes in for them and you make the decision, what does that say to all the other players or other young players around Europe? You know, so it, it, especially with um, the Brewster one, of course, because he's in and, in and about the squad, he has to get a chance. He has to. Because it, it, it does say to the other um, players who want to sign the 17-year-olds, the 18-year-olds, well, not really going to get a game there. Look what he did with these kids. So we can't ask to set an example like, well, if you go out on loan, you will get a chance when you come back. Even if Wilson plays four or five games till January, at least they can say, well, he had a chance. You know, he can hang the hat on that, really. Yeah, and I mean, he still has the potential to lead Derry um, County right back into the Premiership. So uh, he did score um, in that the semifinal. So... I mean, he's been a huge part of that team, and and I mean, the fans there love him. So I I really do think that he does need to set that example, and I I think that the kids earned it. I think that definitely I I could see four, five appearances, maybe two starts, and three coming off the bench, um, just to give him a go. At least, like you said, at least in his mind, he feels like he's he's got a part in the team. But then on the other hand, you've got Camacho, who's been training with us since February of last year and he's got his starts. He came off, I think he's played in eight games in total in that time. And, and he looks, he went on that rant and Instagram. And I mean, that's probably just immaturity, but uh, I mean, you can't please everybody, but I really do think that uh, Harry Wilson and Ryan Kent are probably the way forward for us. I, I really like the way that they play. And obviously Steven Gerrard wants to keep, Kent another year at Rangers and it looks like it's a loan deal which is great for us um, and so just, just keep rolling with that I think the problem is and you know this is something that obviously we gotta improve on next year is staying in all these cups that we might not care as much about but that requires the deeper squad so these guys actually get a chance to play uh, I mean you look at the team and you still, you know, you're gonna have like Ox back next year and stuff like that. I mean, are these guys gonna get enough playing time to justify keeping a young kid uh, there just in case kind of thing? And when we get eliminated out of the FA Cup and League Cup and stuff early, it's almost like, well, we don't need these guys now because, you know, that's when we have to loan them out and not really be able to use them. So I think it's gonna be more important next year to kind of like stay in these tournaments. I mean, in some ways, it's on them because we, you know, you put those squad players out there and they lose the game, and now you're done for the year. Thanks for playing because now we're not in this cup anymore, and you're never gonna crack into the starting eleven. But it's gonna be a tough summer in that sense, in terms of like which young guys to keep, which ones to loan back out. I mean, I'm a bigger fan of if you're able to loan out a younger kid by all means, to get him that experience, as opposed to just hanging on to him to play him in two, three games. If they're not going to really crack into the squad, and that's going to be something that Klopp obviously makes the call on, might as well loan him out to get the experience like we did with like, Grujic, for example. I think he I think he does the Harry Wilson deal if Derby comes up. I think he gets the kind of Solanke money. I think he gets his 25 million, 20, 25 million. I think he gets that for Harry Wilson. The problem is with Harry Wilson, he's going to come back and knock on his door and go, hey, Am I getting a chance here? I'm 23. I'm not like it's, I'm still 17. I'm 23 now. You know, am I get, if I'm not getting, a, I have to leave this summer. Um, I think he does do. I think he'll do the Wilson deal if you're offering the you know the 20, 25 million, which Derby will probably pay if they do get promoted. Um, I think that Ryan Kent's the most interesting one because 
in my opinion, there's probably five good left wingers in the league, really good left wingers, and he is definitely one. He's quick, he's pacey, he's, he's quick, he's pacey, and you can definitely see him going to somewhere like Bournemouth and being brilliant. Um, you know that kind of level of a club, even someone like Wolves, um, you could still still see him going there and probably starting twenty games for you. So, but as I say, it's it's what it sets the example to the other players. You know, I agree with what you're saying, Tim. If you go out to clubs earlier, it is a big, it's a massive, massive blow to getting them on the pitch and getting them some game time. But then you can also, you can also say to if you're Jurgen Klopp, go like that. You went out the cup, no problem. But look at a Divock last year. That's what he can say to look at Divock this year. Basically, you know, he waited around for his chance. He was fit, and when I needed him, he delivered. And now it looks like Divock Origi is probably our first sub in the European Cup final, especially if things are going bad. Which kind of says it all about him because 12 months ago, if you would have said that, he'd just nearly been relegated with Werder Bremen in the German league. You would have said there's no chance he's ever playing for Liverpool ever again. So that's more testament to him, but it's also something to Jürgen to say, you stay fit, you stay around the squad, you listen to me. You, If you get a chance, take your chance. You know, but I just think he has to find that balance between giving starts and convincing young players, say, hey, where, where do I get in here? Yeah, the, the one thing that I... I hope that we don't become as a Chelsea where they're just loaning the 25 guys out year in and year out. And then they let people like, you know, I mean, some of the, they've had just an awful run with youth and letting some real talent go. I just hope that we don't become the same way, but going back to Mujin, where you said about the getting deep in the league, I mean, it really, to me, it comes down to, to the pool, like the, the picks. I mean, sure, it's it's unbelievable that City won the trouble this year. But, I mean, they got Oxford, Fulham, Leicester, Rotherham United, yeah. Burton, yeah. Newport County, Swansea, Brighton. I mean, you couldn't ask for an easier run-in. And, you know, we got Chelsea and Wolves. I mean, yeah. it, it really could, comes down to the luck of the draw, I think. But, I mean, it's been the trend for a while now, hasn't it? I mean, the, the last couple of years, and I feel like it's partially because of the way we play. I mean, even when we change, you know, when we rest players and we put, like, four or five out there, you can sense, like, a huge disconnect between the players and the whole chemistry. I think it's partially, like, the way we defend, the way we press. It's so, like, interlinked. That, you know, when they, you know, when club ends up changing like three, four players at the same time, the team plays entirely different. And there is, you can just see visually like the disconnects between certain areas on the field. And that kind of like shows. So when we play against, I mean, even if it's like Wolves or whatever, um, I feel like, you know, if you're fielding half your starting lineup and the rest are quality players you should be able to handle that game. But I think it's partially because of the way we play and how, like, everybody is so reliant on what the other person does for them to do their job right. It kind of, like, causes that when we play just regular squad players, it almost looks like these guys have never, ever played with each other. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I agree. I think it's so difficult to play in Liverpool's midfield, especially. More than any other position in the world, in, in on our field, our midfield is so key. Yeah, you're basically doing the job of four through three. Yeah? The, the the pressing and the running that you're doing, like for every single midfielder that we sign, it takes them three four months to even get a place. So you look at Kaita, that took him seven months. Fabinho didn't think get a start till is it November? He started coming into his own maybe January. Um, you look at Oxley Chamberlain last year. Um, he signed on the last day, but I think it took him like two three months to actually get properly into the side. It's so difficult to play in our midfield that Jürgen demands so much out So when he does make the changes, he brings the changes around. It, do, it does affect massively. I think the other big problem is as well is that the drop-off sometimes in level is not good enough. The drop-off's too big. Like Robertson, for example, to Moreno is not good enough. You need an in-between guy. And, you know, that's why you play... You know, if you're a centre midfielder like James Milner, if I'm Alberto Moreno, I'm sitting at home and I'm, I'll be pulling my hair out like, how shit am I? That I can't get in over centre midfield who's playing in my position. He's not even left footed. You know? You look at, I love Sturridge, you know, only because of, you know, past glories I'm still living on. And when he comes in, for Firmino, you can just tell the drop off's too big. Now, Divock can't and has bridged that drop off. 
um, when he's came in. But the drop-off's been too big. You know, it's in the Wolves game, even with Shaqiri. And like, we all like Shaqiri for the 20 minutes. Shaqiri's a dangerous number 10, number 8 to come on and he can do things with the ball. Great. But you don't want to start 90 minutes for Liverpool in our midfield. There's just no way. The drop-off's too big from his work rate. His work rate from Wijnaldum or Milner to Henderson to Shaqiri's work rate. It's just not good enough. It's not enough. So it affects the team. I think we're the only, probably one of the only teams in the world where you can take one player out and you can notice a difference because it's all cohesion. It all joins up to be all, all of us finding on an 11. Wow. Unbelievable. But when you choose to take one out or even two, you can just notice we're slightly off it. And I think that's the big part in the Cups that we've noticed. Okay, we've been unlucky with the draws. Rolls away is a bastard of a draw. It's a horrendous... On a Monday night as well, I think the game was a Monday night. It's a, it's a bastard of a draw to go to Wolves, trust me. And then you get... Chelsea at home, which can anything can happen. Um, and then Hazard comes off the bench and scores one of the best goals of the season. You know, you know, your hands up. But I think that's been the biggest issue. Um, the drop off sometimes has just been so vast. You know, it's something that he's kind of got to bridge the gap on this summer. So then, saying that, um, do you think? I know there's been a lot of speculation. I'm seeing two different two different uh, takes on it where it looks like we will probably only get enough money to sign two decent players. And then there's another one saying, you know, we will do everything in our power to, to win the Premier League next year. And Klopp can have his, his hand in the pocket as deep as he wants. What do you guys think that we need three or four players? Or do you think it's only one or two that we're missing? I, Mm, I don't know what Tim thinks. I think he needs two biggest. I think he needs two big hitters. And I think I think he looks at the Gruwich and I don't want to say Wilson because I think Wilson will go. I think he'll look at Rian Brewster, Arigi, Firmino, a big hitter for a number 10 slash striker. He looked at Fakir last year, of course. Um, I think that's one of the, maybe Memphis Depay, which we'll probably get into. Um, and I think he probably needs another big hitter. It's, I, I want to say centre-half. I love Gomez. I think Matip's been great. But I can't, you can't trust Lovren or Matip's fitness. Sorry, uh, Lovren or Gomez's fitness. You can't trust them. Now, you know, the Kuda Bali situation, if you can go and get him more, I know the list, I know he keeps getting brought up as well. Um, you know, you've got your centre-half boxed off for 10 years. You're two centre-half parents. So, you know, I, I'd probably do that deal, to be honest. And I think he... I also think he looks at Klein when he comes back as well, by the way. I also think he looks at Klein and thinks that, no, you know what? We can let Lovren go. I can cash in on Lovren for £25 million, Say, I can put with Joe Gomez as my third choice with Matip as fourth choice if he signs a big centre-half. And then he can have Klein as backup for Trent. I think he'll look at Klein again just because he Klein was so short of game time when he let him go. I think he wants to see what he was going to react to game time. Yeah, I think I, this might be an unpopular decision, but... I think letting Klein go cost us the Premier League title because as soon as he went, it was as fate would have it, Trent got injured and we had nobody back there. And then we tied Leicester. We tied West Ham. We almost lost and tied to uh, Crystal Palace. And they gave us a run for our money. I mean, a seven-goal game against Palace. And then we, you know, tied Manchester. We tied Everton. It just – if things went downhill, it just – I really think that had we kept him, I, I – I think we'd be looking at the Premier League title. I think we'd be looking at a big double this year. So I, I, I do believe that that he'll give him another go. I think maybe one big name. I feel like we're headed towards a summer where we're going to be kind of underwhelmed with the signings, but they're going to be. I mean, I just had faith in these guys and then Klopp and his crew to kind yeah. of like get to find the right guy with them. Like, I mean, was anybody excited when we signed Robertson? You know, I mean, I expect some signings like that where, I mean, any player now that happens, you know, you can go online, there's like YouTube videos and stuff. But I talked about this before. I mean, I can pay a guy and he can make a YouTube video of me where I look pretty darn good. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then if they come and watch the game, it'll be a whole different story. So... <laughs> I mean, I think the key is, you know, finding those right guys to be able to make the squad deeper. I don't think we will or we should, to be honest with you, spend big money on a center back. I mean, you have four quality center backs. Heck, the world's best defender 
<laughs> fourth guy. Um, and then, you know, Fabinho has shown that he can play there. So I feel like, you know, if especially like, you know, the numbers they're throwing around for like the lift and Kolobali, I mean, we're talking like, you know, like 90, 100. I mean, we're talking Van Dyke money. And I don't know if you spend that much money for the same position back to back. I feel like if anything, we get someone, we should get someone for midfield slash forwards that can kind of relieve, I mean, especially a winger, so that we do not have to play Salah and Mane every single game and not have a huge drop-off and be worried about it. Uh, we It felt like Shaq was going to be that person for a while, but like you're saying, Dave, I think it was more of his work rates and, I mean... When you watch the game, you can see, I mean, Salah's a different story. His role is not always to come back, but Mane is always back. I mean, you know, you want those wingers going up and right, and a lot of the names being thrown around are great attackers and makes for, like, an awesome YouTube video, but does is he going to track back? Is he going to do what yeah. he wants? And I think that was Shaq's problem. I think going forward, he can fill in for, you know, Mane or Salah and, like, you know, give, give those guys some rest. But I think we struggle mightily defensively when, you know, you take those guys out and you put somebody else in there to fill that role. So, But in terms of, like, money spending, I really feel like maybe one big name we will go after because it feels like, you know, we have a pretty deep midfield now. And I would I would hope that I think they will resign Milner, uh, like, you know, give him an extension and hang him around, especially since Leeds didn't make it to the Premier League. And you have Ox coming back, Keita coming back. Um, but we do need another quality person going forward. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Brewster to have a strong opinion one way or the other. Uh, I'm sure he'll get his chances like Divock did. But let's face it. I mean, Divock got those chances because Sturridge couldn't take care of his chances. Uh, otherwise, Divac was probably still sitting on the bench. Sometimes he wasn't even making the 18. You know, Daniel had that chance. He didn't use it. Divac got the chance, and he did use it. So, I don't know. I don't feel like that we will spend the money on defense. I think if we spend big money, it would be somebody like, you know, uh, attack a midfielder or a winger that will kind of give us an extra person up front. And, I, you know, my ideal shopping list would be finding somebody who can replace uh, the role that Firmino plays. Because that's one person I think we can never replace at the moment. That, that's my thing as well. I'm exactly, I'm, I'm exactly the same on that. I think the Firmino role is more important, the most important role he's got to find. But it's very difficult, though. <laughs> he's at that stage, as I said before. Your team's got 97 points. You're in the European Cup. If you go and sign two big hitters, you know, or, you know, even one big hitter, you're going to be looking going, fucking hell, what more do we need to do? You know what I mean? Like, you know, any other season, 97 points, wins you the league. Um, and, you, you know, we've been back-to-back European Cup finals. It's very hard to get the balance right, which, of course, is why you pay the manager the top money so we can find the balance. But, you know, you don't want to also go round upsetting the apple cart, I suppose. I think the, I think this team, I think with storage definitely leaving, um, does he keep Divock? I say he does because I think he likes him as work rate right? and you know, he does come on, he does kind of change the game. Does he find someone to go in bet- to go above Divock? Or does he find someone to go below Divock? And he goes, No, Divock, you've earned your right to be for me and I was number two. And I'm gonna get, you know, the Brewster or the Wilson to be the number three. I think that's the balance that he's gotta find um for the striker role. My personal opinion would be go and sign the sixty, seventy million pound player. And say to Firmino, listen, fella, if you don't book your ideas or, you know, if you've lost some form, I've got this guy, Timo Werner, Julian Brandt, whatever it is, to come straight in. That's what I would do. But I think that's also what you do with Divock then, because Divock's going to go, we'll go, well, actually, at the moment, you can get 35 million probably for me in this market anyway. Um, I'm not going to sit around and play 10 games this next season because I've earned me right to, you know, start more games. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, one of the players, obviously, uh, IX did did really well this season, and and with everybody kind of in the market because it's so open, it looks like one of the teams that's just going to be picked to bones. Um, we've obviously been linked with four four different players from them, and pretty much anybody any anybody with a a name that you can hear on FIFA, 
is going to probably be taken from him this year. So, uh, but one of the one of the ones that I liked the most was uh, Hakeem Ziyech, yeah. the 26 uh, year old attacking mid. I, he's got a 25 million dollar release clause, and I think he's good enough. I think that I think that he's he's worth well well above 25 million, but with that release clause, it might be. It might be the way to go for me. And, I, I mean, being an attacking midfielder, you put a little bit of that defensive presence on him. Uh, he's got speed. He could probably replace any of the top three. Um, but you really got – I totally agree. You, we need somebody to fill that Firmino role where you can drop back and, and play in the middle of the park and win balls back for sure. And I, I don't know if he's got that. I think he's well way more of an attacking player. Yeah, I I like this. I like the, yeah, I do. It's, what, what it's really interesting because what scares me about them kind of players is that where were they three years ago? Now I understand sometimes that three four years ago. I understand sometimes I can't take players twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight for them to find their groove and find their role. But it, oh, it, is it just a one season that he's done it? You know what I mean? Is it you know with most of the players that we sign? They've always done it for like at least two seasons, two and a half seasons. Especially in the front the front three. Like Firmino was known in Germany. I think he was one of the best German players when he left to come to Liverpool, you know, with Hoppenheim and things. Um Sadio Mane, we've seen him at Charles Panson, you could see he had some, some quality. You know, Salad being at Chelsea and Roma and Frontina and but you know, I'm all I'm all in on signing the Premier League player, to be honest. You know, I, I if Jamie Vardy was five years younger, I'd be all over Jamie Vardy. I really would. I I've I know he's a bit, you know, he comes across like a bit of a dick, but you know, he works so hard every season. He gets twenty goals, and he's playing for Leicester. And that's all disrespect, but twenty goals every season feels like he gets every season. It, you know, it's always there or thereabouts. You know, it's such a shame that he's so old. But I would love to put a go in for someone like him. Um, I know our blue mates wouldn't like this, but you look at someone like Richarlison. Mate, the kid's 20. He's leading the line for Everton. He scored, I think he scored 12, 15 goals or something like that last season. I can't remember in all comps. Um, you look at someone like him and you think, what can Ellie do a job for Liverpool? You know, comfortably do a job. He does work. He does work hard. Not, Of course, not as hard as Firmino, but who does? You know, you look at someone like him. I don't think our blue neighbours would be so very happy with coming in for a bit with him. But, you know, someone of that calibre where you look and go, we need to box this off right now for the next 15 years. I, sorry, 10 years. You don't want people to put it going back into the market every year when the other teams below us are in the market, if you understand what I mean. You even look at City. You look at companies just left. David Silva's 33, I think. Aguero's 31. So this is their core of their, their squad for the last eight, nine years, 10 years. That's what I'm talking about with Liverpool at the moment. It's starting to get older and it's starting to you know, leave, of course, with the company. So... With Ziyech, he can, might do you two, three years, then yes, we're going to go again. You know what I mean? It's 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 very difficult, but I, I would have loved Richarlison. I don't think that's possible, of course. You, you look at Timo Werner, 22. That, now you're talking, that's the kind of level that we're talking about, where you can come in and go, right, you're here for seven years, eight years, as long as everything goes correctly. And then Liverpool is set. Liverpool don't want to be going into the market every summer, looking for three players or two players, like we are now. You know, you especially look at Spurs, for example, last year, didn't sign anyone for 12 months and in the Champions League final. And he's got them in the top four. Because the, no one's better than the team we can improve. You can't improve the team. You know, that's what Liverpool, we're, we're shopping in a market right now where probably 10 players in the world can improve Liverpool. Eight, maybe 8 to 10 players in the world that can improve us as a team, which is so difficult for the, um, for the manager and, and the club. It's a great position to be in, of course, but just you know, find that right person. I think like the the issue is like for, first off, like going back to the Ziak thing, I think it's a great price for him, but it's almost like too good of a price for him. And the issue I have with you know some of those players is we only get to see them. You know, I mean, we don't watch the Dutch league. I mean, I don't, I don't, for example. Um, but and you know, you see them in the Champions League and. You know, being from Turkey and having watched the, you know, the Turkish league and knowing the players, the foreign players, especially on like these bigger clubs in Turkey, the dude that plays the Champions League game is totally different than the dude that plays in the Turkish league game. 
they play the game different. You know, you're like, man, if this guy pressed like this on a regular Turkish League game, you know, we'd guarantee the championship by now. So when, you know, these players know the Champions League is a huge scene and they play totally different. I think that's when the scouts come in and you got to watch this guy day in and day out. He's doing that. I mean, is he really only capable of doing that six times a year? Or is he going to be able to do that 26 times a year for us in terms of the running, the defensive work they do and stuff like that? You know, in the Champions League semifinal, when the entire world is watching, oh, he's tracking people down on playing defense. But is he regularly going to do that day in and day out? And I think that's the issue that we would run into. And that's why I think I would, you know, I agree with Dave. I would rather get somebody from the Premier League. And honestly, I think that's where I disagree. I would rather... I think those are the kind of players we do need is a Jamie Vardy. You know, mm. yeah, because getting a young guy, I mean, Timo Werner would be awesome. But if you're Timo, are you coming to Liverpool? Is and it yeah, it's hard role? to convince. And you know what I mean? Like your career, yeah, you should be like the main guy or whatever. Whereas I think if you're Jamie Vardy, you might be tempted to come to Liverpool and be the perfect person for us in terms of, you know, do what Sturridge couldn't do last year, for example, and stuff. So I think, you know, as we reinforce, like you're saying, there are only so many players we can bring in to replace a starter. So why not get people who have Premier League experience? Because I think that's like the biggest part when we bring in a guy like Fabinho and Keita and stuff like that. Not only they're getting used to the club style, they're getting used to the league. It's a totally different league than you know most of the other leagues in Europe, especially in like physicality. So why not get some of the more experienced players uh, to deepen the squad from the Premier League? And if you're a guy like Vardy, maybe he's a bit over the on the other side of thirty, preferably you know late twenties would be a preference. But like I say, I think it's going to be hard to lure a great young player to this team because the team itself is too young. Like, who are they going to replace? It's not like you can say, dude, Firmino is about to go and then you can replace him in a couple of seasons. No, this entire team is pretty young. So I think it would be easier for us to lure a quality older guy that will be okay with wrestling his body a bit more and not have to start every single game and play for a team that goes for the title, that goes for the Champions League title. Yeah, I and, it's a, sorry, go away, go. No, I was uh, just saying, historically, too, it, it's worked for us in the past. I mean, Danny Murphy, bringing him back, Gary McAllister. I mean, yeah. those type of players, not only they bring your on-field uh, contributions, but also the locker room. I mean, they embody the club. They know what it's about. They know what the Premier League's about. I mean, they've you bring somebody that's that's played in the Premier League for four or five years already. They know what Anfield is. They know the fans. Um, they know how big the club is. Um, and obviously, like you said, Premier League game. The Premier League game is so much different than any other league. It's a lot tougher. Yeah. You get somebody in here that's willing to take a backseat and willing to to only play those ten games, um, kind of in the twilight of their career. It could definitely be intr- instrumental, and and then you wouldn't have to worry about egos at all. Yeah, the other thing in football, which a lot of people forget, 95% of the time, you get what you pay for. You pay top dollar, you get top dollar. We pay top dollar for Van Dijk, that's what we got. You pay top dollar for Allison, it's what you get. You know, it's very rare. Listen, you get your 30, 40 million pound flops, dollar flops, whatever. You get them. Of course you do. More than likely, when you're spending over the 50, 60 million mark, it's very rare you're getting flops that much. Do you get what I mean? Usually, you know, they're pretty spot on. That they can walk straight into your side and they're going to improve your team. And then, you know, they don't really falter. You look, at, look around the world. You know, people bought the Ronaldo money at 80 million 10, 12 years ago. And it looks like an absolute snip now, doesn't it? You know, even Gareth Bale. You know, the guy's worth still probably the same money now if you had to buy him. Um, them kind of players. So, you, you do get what you pay for in football most of, most of the time anyway. Yeah, I think it does when you have to like kind of, especially if you're going young, you're gonna have to rely on your scouting and hope that you know you're getting somebody personality-wise that's gonna continue developing too, and not only have like the the talents. And you know, to their credit, 
they, you know, Liverpool has done an excellent job with that. And you can kind of see it on the field. You can kind of see it off the field. And I just hope they continue to do that. I mean, you hear a lot of names out there. And like I say, some of them are great players, but, you know, only the scouting department and the people that actually do the, you know, the background checks, if you will, will know that are they going to fit in that locker room too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we've talked about who we want in. Um, I guess for the last point, who do you guys want out? Obviously, um, there's a few that are probably guarantees. Uh, Sturridge, um, Moreno. But who else do you guys would you like to, to offload? Um, I want, uh, yeah, definitely Moreno. Big Albie, I'm sorry, fella. It hasn't worked out. Uh, <laughs> Mignolet, I know he's been great this season and he's been, you know, really good. Well, Simon, I mean, you're like, that'd be wonderful. Um, if you do the Loris Carriers deal now, just to get him off your books, let him go. Um, I think he does Shakiri. I think he, I think he, I think he hates him. I honestly think Klopp hates him. I think he looks and goes, "You've got all the ability in the world, but you just can't work. You can't work in this midfield. You just can't work for me. It just doesn't work." It was a twelve million pound chance. I'm and don't you think you would make money off of him right now? To be honest, I, I think. I think you get twenty five million for Shakiri. Right? right now. Yeah. Oh, I think I I think it was a no brainer deal for him. If you're getting twenty million for Solanke, you know, you probably look you know, don't forget Shakiri's only still like twenty five. I think he does the Shakiri deal if the money comes in right for him. Um I think that's the key. I also think he does the Lovren deal as well. I think if someone comes in with like a decent price, thirty million probably for Lovren, I think he'll do Lovren. Um he can't rely on him, he's not fit. He's one in, one out, as we call him. We used to sing a song about Duncan Ferguson and everything. We used to sing in for a week, out for a month. And that's exactly what Lovren is. He comes in for a week and he's out for a month. He came off against Wolves in January. I think he was out for three months. What the fuck? What the fuck's happened? Like, three months? See people recover from a stroke quicker than that? Like, <laughs> and, he, he, you know, this is a, the, the man in the fifth, the fifth is a fiddle. Like one of a, a very very good centre half, not one of the best in the world, but he's very very good, and he's out for three months. I just don't think Jürgen can trust him. So I think if if it's all about freeing up, you know, a bit say not. I don't want to say free up funds because I think Jürgen Klopp's got the keys to the bank at the moment with FSG. I think he can go in and ask for whatever everybody wants, and they'll put a bid in for him. Um, but you probably look at that there, and you're probably looking at about eighty to one hundred million pounds worth of talent. And then you look. I think he does Harry Wilson for twenty to twenty-five million. I think he does Ryan Kemp for probably around the same figure, maybe a bit cheaper. And then I think he may, if he backs Grewich to stay. So I think that's probably the main outcomes that we're looking at, really. But the Shakiri and Lovren money's going to make a decision on. Yeah, though, actually, the, the, I agree. I think those are especially like the Shakiri. I agree too because uh, I think you can make money off of them now. And you can spend about the same money as you did on him and get somebody to do what he does. Yeah, yeah. I think he look. I think he can look at Grubich and go. I can get. I can get more out of Grubich here just for his work rate. You know what I mean? I think I look and go. I can get thirty million for you, twenty five, thirty million, and I can get more out of this kid here. And you know, you've had the goals. Of course, you've got a wonderful left foot. No one's denying his quality. Everyone can see when Shakiri plays. He has wonderful quality on the ball, but. It's also I don't I just think he does his head. In. I just think he annoys the fuck out of him. I just don't think he can get I just don't think he, he's looking at him go, I don't think you can work for me really here. So I think he does Shikari. But the other thing is though Shikari's got two assists in two games. He got the assist against Newcastle for the league and he got the assist for Wijnaldum against Barcelona. So that's another part of the, the conversation he's got to have where Shikari's can come on and go, Well I'm get I'm coming on and contributing. So it's very you know, I just don't think he does enough for him. Yeah, and I going back to the Lauren thing, like I say, I really, I'm okay with, you know, if we enter the next season with the centre-back crew we have now, I would consider us in good shape. And I know what you're saying in terms of reliability, injury-wise, for Matip and Lauren and Gomez, I guess, to a certain extent, really. I mean, kind of this year's injury is more unlucky than anything else. But, um, I mean, the only way I can see them selling Lovren is going back to what we were talking about, where we do go after a big money center back and you kind of 
soften the fall by getting some money out of Lauren. So if you are spending 80, 90 on a center back, you know, yeah, you can probably get like 30, 40 for Lauren, I think. And mm. that, you know, you, your net spend goes down a lot and you kind of got probably another world-class center back. Otherwise, I don't think they move him because then it's really dangerous territory if you get somebody new or young or somebody in there with Matip and Gomez the way it is before you know what that guy can be starting. I mean, I think if we see Lauren starting out there, I mean, at least I am not like, oh, shit, Lauren is starting. Um, yeah, it's not as good as Gomez or right now Matip starting because I like those two on the ball a lot better than I like Lauren on the ball, especially against teams who, you know, kind of like park the bus against us. But, you know, I, you know, he's still a reliable dude. And let's face it, with Van Dyke being in there, anybody next to him automatically goes up at 10 or 15 uh, skills. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, I do agree with the Shakiri thing because, I mean, it doesn't sound like uh, the end of the experiment didn't pan out. It started out really good, but it fizzled pretty fast. And that has to, I mean, we're assuming it's his work rates when you're starting Divac on the wing. I mean, we had Divac starting on the left wing a couple of times over yeah. our player Shakiri. So that has to be the work rate or what they're doing in practice or the confidence level that club has in him. And yeah, if you can't make money off of him, why not? And then why not keep Wilson then? Um, but it really depends on, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to determine who's going to go because I think it's really going to depend on who comes in. But I mean, Moreno is a no-brainer. Um, I mean, if Minula is looking to stay and we're not going to get good money for him, I would like him to stay. He's been an excellent teammate. I mean, that dude has been an excellent teammate. I guess if he's out there, I guess we're going to be worried. You know, if something happens, Ellison, and, you know, you're starting Minula, obviously we're going to be worried. But we're going to replace him with that you're not going to be worried. You know what I mean? Me? Um, me? I'll do a job. <laughs> Fuck me. Don't why are you saying that? We've got a European Cup final in two weeks and you're all saying that. I'm not going to sleep tonight. What are you doing to me? Fuck me. I'll be honest. Like you say, like, I, you know, Mignolet, you know, gave me a heart attack nonstop anytime a cross went into the box, every corner kick and stuff like that. But I think maybe my stance is softened by watching this guy be just the ultimate professional and a great teammate this entire season. Kind of like going and accepting that he's behind a guy who's better than him and, you know, doing his work, I think, kind of earns him that spot unless we're going to be able to get good money for him and he does want to leave. Because, I mean, honestly, the dude can probably start in a lot of teams around the world. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. I think he starts in probably most bottom uh, bottom 12 sides in the league. He'll be there number one comfortably. Uh, it... it uh, he has to go to him. He's, he's, he's got more baggage in the airport, mate. He's got too much baggage. I'm, I'm right with you. I love him on the bench. and He can stay there. If that's what yeah, I want. forever. So, yeah, he'd just be the, the ninth bench man. Just yeah, just never play for Liverpool again. And that'll be fine. I don't, I don't want to be disrespecting because he has been great this year. But does it make him a good goalkeeper? I know loads of fans that have been great this year. Does it make him a good centre midfielder? Like, you know, they're in the stand and he's in the stand. And that's where we should keep it. Like... So yeah, I I think I just think he's got too much baggage. Um, I think he'll make the defense nervous. I just think he'll make the fans especially nervous if he was playing a game. So I actually still think he's at fault for the Wolves goals and the FA Cup. Still think he could do better, especially with Nevers' second goal. I think the second goal in that game. I think he could do a hell of a lot better. Um, but I just think we've been blessed with the goalkeeper we got now. Really, being a bit spoiled. So yeah, I know. Uh... Going back to to Lovren as well, I agree with you, cause I, I, I think he's got to go, and I think with Burge next to anybody, I mean, I know Klopp is an avid listener of our podcast, so if you're listening out there, I will gladly join the team <laughs> for a thousand a week, and I'll play next to Burge, and I think we could probably get 19 clean sheets this year. <laughs> but yeah, I think I honestly think uh, that we have. That we have the the needs to fill that role. I mean, even if if we had to have Fabinho drop back and play center back and pick somebody up in in January, even. But yeah, I'd I'd rather see the back of Lover, and I think he's he's done as much as he can here. I just don't. He's not the caliber of player that the, the team has built. I mean, I think the Liverpool of old it's kind of passed him behind. I think he was a, a good pickup when we got him, but 
I don't. I think he's just just a notch slower than everybody else. So I let me throw two names at you guys because I we didn't mention either one. Go ahead. Do they stay or go. Your boy Adam, <laughs> and, Big Adam yeah. and Ben Woodburn. Ah, fucking hell! I couldn't even be. I, to be honest, I couldn't believe what Ben was on the bench against Barcelona. By the way. I, didn't uh, I know that, that was a shocker to me too. I'm like, how many injured people do we have that Woodburn made an appearance there? But we got the lad who couldn't get in the Sheffield United side. Was on the bench in the semi-final of the Champions League against Barcelona. What a story <laughs> to tell your kids. Uh, yeah, he'll be gone. Lallana. I think Lallana goes back to Bournemouth. I just think it's set up, isn't it? Really, let's be honest. Um, I feel sorry for Lallana. I do because we've already said he's got quality and things, but. It's, it just seems like it's just passed them by. It's one of them things, a bit like what Gordon just said there. Four years ago, I'm all in on Lovren. It's like uh, yeah, Lalana, you know, good player, lovely touch, got a, you know lovely quality on the ball, but it's just not good enough. And uh, and there's not a problem with that. I, I always say this about f- football players. It's not a problem. It's it, it's fine not being good enough. As long as you're coming in and putting 110% in, it's absolutely fine to not be good enough. Adam Lallana's not good enough. It's just, it's unfortunate, of course. And I also think as well, he can probably get probably the best part of 25 million for Lallana as well. So if he goes to Bournemouth, you know, the shirts, they get a lot of shirt sales on the back of him, you know. A lot of kids will be walking around with Lallana on the back. So, you know, um, I think he'll do Lallana as well. Yeah, and he's a Premier League player. I mean, he would he would easily slot in that team week in and week out and, and contribute. I think sort of like a Danny Ings type character where... I mean, he's good enough. Million? Yeah, yeah good, good enough to play in the Premier League. Just, I think Liverpool's at a different level right now, and that, I think that he he served his purpose. And and you gotta know when to cut ties. Just because somebody gave you the goods three, four years ago, um, I mean, he got you where you are now. But sometimes you just gotta cut those ties. I think he's a one. I definitely sit there and thinks I'm fucking. I think he's the unluckiest player in the world. No, no, yeah. Of course, because of the injuries for two years, I've been injured, of course. But I also think he looks this season and goes, if I stayed, I could have been the Origi. You know what I mean? I think he backs himself to be better than Origi. You know, it's it's really interesting how things football works. In effect, I think he backs himself and goes, that could have been me, though, to get these, you know, to be in these big games and, you know, to be loved like he is at the moment. That could have been me, you know what I mean? I think he looks himself, and, but I, I think he backs himself to be better than him. And... I think it's just how it's worked out, unfortunately. Well, with that, is there anything else that you guys want to add before we wrap this thing up? It looks like we, we've hit about an hour here or so, so um, we'll keep everybody too much longer. But if there's something you guys want to touch on that we, we didn't... Have a, or... uh, we'll have a little five minutes on the old rumours that uh, young Pequadiola to Juventus doesn't seem to be going away, does it? No, no, yeah, I saw that again, and and there was several. You know, it's it's about fifty fifty of Pep saying he's staying, he's not going anywhere, and then the rest of it saying it's a done deal, and the papers in in Italy are saying that the papers have already been signed, and he's he's already on an airplane over there. Uh, you know, Pep, it's lovely over there, Pep. Pep, you'll love it. Italy, beautiful, good wine, loads of history, fella. Come on, get on the cheese, all that stuff. Man, you'll love it out there, Pep. You go as soon as they go, as soon as he goes out there, they're never getting 90 points again. So please, Pep, please. Juventus is wonderful. You'll love it, Pep. You don't need to stay here. You proved your point. You've won a lovely little treble. Now just leave. Look what Vincent done. Go and follow Vincent, please. And then as soon as he goes, we'll win the league. <laughs> just when he's there, you know. I do think there's something in the rumors. I really do. I think. We all, I think it's, I think it's common knowledge that City are probably going to get a transfer ban with all the shit that's happening with them, with the financial fair play and things, and banned on the Champions League and all that. I th- we all, I think the, it's going to happen with them. So I think you might look and go, well, this is a great chance to go to another club where they win the league every year, and I can just say I've won the league there. But like the Bayern Munich. So I do think there's something in the rumours. I really do. And honestly, it does speak volumes about him, though, doesn't it? I mean, don't you guys agree that if he is gone, City automatically drops about 9 to 10 points? Doesn't matter how much money was spent on the roster. Doesn't matter how much quality is on the yeah. roster. 
I mean, he's a huge part of it. I was in a discussion the other day about, you know, I realized the guy is always on teams that have, you know, bazillion, bazillion dollars to spend. But wherever he's gone, he's spent that money wisely. And his teams have played good football, you know, and winning, you know, titles and cups and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, we kind of want him to go. And it does kind of make sense for him to go because it looks like City could be a shink and sip if, you know, these, you know, if these bands and stuff come through. And it's good time to probably jump ship. Haven't been to Italy yet. Let's go have some pasta and check that out. Uh, so, and you know, you're going to Juventus again, which, you know, fits his bill, a lot of money to spend already a lot of quality players. It'll probably take him a season to kind of get rid of the ones he doesn't want and add new ones. And he'll be, I mean, you're automatically Italian champions anyway. And then, you know, the only have to worry about is champions league. But, um, so I think that speaks volumes about the guy at the same time that we know that the moment he leaves, uh, city automatically we win a downward spiral regardless of the money yeah. spent on their roster. I think their standards drop completely, don't they? Pep's standards are so high, I just think they drop completely. I think he looks at the Juventus squad as well and goes, well, this team should have won the Champions League this year or should have got further with, with, with Ronaldo. And I think that's what he thinks in the back of his head as well. He goes, I can probably get two more years out of Ronaldo. I add one or two players and this team's basically there to win the Champions League. So, I think that's... And he also, again... We're leading back to with the silver, Aguero, Fernandinho, companies left. So we think, and I need a new spine here. You know, I need a new spine of top quality players, um, which could take four or five years before I can go and, you know, continuously challenge for the Champions League. How much How much more can you ask out of Fernandinho? A 35, I think. How much more can I ask out of silver? Aguero still get me 20 odd goals, a 32, 31, 32. How, you know, how can we. Can I can he go again for me? Can Jesus get me them kind of goals? You know, and I think we look at Juventus and goes probably two more plays, and they're going to be dead or thereabouts. Yeah, I'll sw- I'll sweeten the deal, and and along <laughs> with playing center back to with uh, Verge next year, I'll use some of my my earnings to to pay for his plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You can also have Alberto Moreno in the hand luggage. And check <laughs> Samba Mignola in as well. If you want to go. Yeah. Little package deal, you can have all of them. Yeah, Almeto Mayno could fit in his hand luggage. He's that small. And then we'll just bang Big Simon in his uh, check-in. Take them two, with you, fella. We're absolutely flying. Liverpool winning, winning every trophy. And we don't include the Charity Shield as a trophy. Sorry, guys. No, definitely not. And I just, that's why I hope, you know, let's get this, you know, let's beat the hell out of Tottenham. Uh, get our championship, get our silverware, and then I think he will automatically make for a very different summer anyway, and kind of like can kind of change our stance on things too. I mean, you look at, you know, how things changed after we lost that final. I think we were a lot more aggressive because we were, you know, we showed that we were so close, and now, you know, we've shown, you know, we're so close to winning the title. We're at the final of the Champions League again. So I don't know if we'll be as aggressive, but you know the final result can change a lot of things too. I know. Hey, we'll do this conversation in two weeks when Stoddard just scored the winner. We're like, give him a lifetime contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's been yeah. great all season. What? what are we talking about? I wanted to bring it up for you because they they just announced that they're gonna extend the bench from eight to twelve players. So it <laughs> there's, there's a good chance that Sturge could come on and score uh, one. I say to him, for I Moreno, that, somebody's gonna cross that ball in. I said that a couple. Of, I said that a couple of months ago. I said he's got one more moment left in him. Whether it's a, whether it's a penalty in the shootout, he's got one more. He's got one more moment left in him. I'm back on you, Daniel. Please. I thought it would have been against Huddersfield or Newcastle. It's thought he's been waiting for this one. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> Tim, anything from you before we close out? No, like I say, I'm just kind of looking forward to the final, uh, get our silverware, kind of like put that behind us. And then I kind of, like I say, expecting kind of like a quieter. um, I almost feel like if we win this uh, Champions League, we're going to get to kind of like, you know, make some popcorn and watch these other teams kind of like chase after the three, four good players that are out there while we're kind of like, you know, nitpicking on who we want to add to make slight improvements. So 
it should make for an entertaining uh, summer in that sense. Otherwise, yeah, the transfer rumors are already obnoxious. I can only imagine what's going to happen in you know June and July. So, yeah, if Liverpool win the Champions League, guys, you probably see me around Christmas. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be dead somewhere. <laughs> but, but there we go. Anyway. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, with that, uh, that concludes the show. Um, a lot of uh, big changes coming our way for American Scouts, so be on the lookout. Uh, be sure to like like all the pages, share this, um, get us in your groups and things like that. It, it goes an awful long way uh, for social media and just exposing the brand. So appreciate you guys for listening, and uh, you too. Take care. You too, man. Thank you. Thanks, man. Off the Reds. <laughs>